there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino on tap today. Yeah, NBA playoffs. The disaster that is for Adam Silver. Uh, NHL overtimes, the PGA Championship. What a story that was with Michael Block and Brooks Kepka yesterday. Do you concur on the program? And a lot of other stuff to get into over the next three hours. How are you doing today? Good? All right? Nice yeah, weekend? feeling good. Yeah, you, you okay? No, but I'll get to that coming up a little bit more in about 15 minutes. Uh, LEDC, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Be uh, careful out there, folks. Not for me this year, no, but right. as people were begging me to do on Twitter on Saturday night, uh, a plate full of crow for me to eat today, which I'll get to on the Lakers series coming up uh. around that time. Fully quit last night, Paul. This Celtics team just gave up in the third quarter. And good for the TNT crew, Stan Van Gundy and Reggie Miller. They though Those two guys were, well, Van Gundy especially, during the game in the third quarter, sending missiles at the Celtics. Yeah saying this team basically is embarrassing, they're giving up, um, and then after the game, just, you know, a, a lot of the feedback that former players were... Magic Johnson blasted the Celtics, which he's never done in his life. He's always, right, glasses half full, um, water is wet with him, sky is blue, but he's always very nice about stuff. He killed the team last night, said he's never seen anything like it, and I would totally agree, and now... That team in South Beach has, that wasn't a game four, a sweep. They have to do it one more time now. Yeah. And try to pick themselves off the mat and uh, wipe that embarrassment off their faces and try and go play one more game. Yeah. I didn't even bother to look at heat in a sweep. Why would you? It is going to be the second biggest upset in the conference finals in 35 years. Second to only when the Magic upset the Cavs. The take back on the Celtics is Plus five seventy five. What am I missing? Oh, I don't. I mean, it's so they quit in a playoff game early. Early, they're down thirty against this team. Yeah. So as some people pointed out on social media, it's like they're trying to send a message to like upper management or ownership, like this isn't working. I mean, that's just a debacle. Well, that's the that's kind a of debacle. Paul, that that's a kind of game. And it's isn't it funny how all these NBA teams are crashing and burning to end the season? I mean, the the list here is endless of how they're going down in flames. But that's the kind of game, if that's a four-game sweep last night, we're getting news today that Missoula's gone and and the organization would be looking at some severe changes overall. Like, and I know, because I, I tweeted that out last night and the response I got was, they, if it wasn't about Missoula, he's got to go, it was Jalen Brown's on, on the way out as well. Like, this is a Jalen Brown problem. You want to pay him $50 million a year? The guy has problems dribbling. I mean, he and does. He, yeah, I know we, does. we said this last year during the playoffs. No. Have we ever seen a oh. more talented player who is that bad at dribbling? Yeah. yeah. And it kind of continues for him this year. How about Mr. Um, um, uh, you know, humbly one of the best players ever. <laughs> best players in the game. I mean, Max Struess has taken it to him. 
even if they lose in five, I, I don't see how Missoula can come back. You can't. The defense is a travesty. Yeah. Udoka pushed all the right buttons. It took time, but you, you can't bring this guy back. There's learning on the job, but also he never improved. He doesn't know what he's doing his rotations. They're not buying what he's selling. He's watching the town too much. I mean, it, you cannot, and then they go out and they give no effort. No effort. In a must-win with your season on the line, people betting Boston cutting in line from two and a half up to four and a half, and Miami's up 30 and they coast mm-hmm. with all the undrafted players. And them. But I'll tell well, you, I'll tell you, we just saw this with Dylan Brooks and LeBron James. You don't poke the bear. What is Grant Williams doing in game two? It's a nine-point game in the fourth quarter. He starts talking junk. Yeah, the Jimmy Butler show. Yep. You blow that game, right? It's nice ridiculous. job. Completely un- uh, unnecessary. And oh, by the way, about 20 minutes before the game tipped off last night, we had, as a guest on Friday, we had professional sports better Aaron Rennie on the show, right? He's one of the best to do it in the NBA. I sent him a text before tip-off, and I said, what is happening with this, with this point spread? Um, four and a half? I'm like, Aaron, this is completely out of control. And he goes, you know, Mitch, it's kind of the same thing as the Lakers on Saturday night, where that number was basically five and a half or six. And the takeaway, as always, is just because a team has to, in theory, win a game, it doesn't mean you have to bet it or they're going to cash that ticket. We saw back-to-back night, Saturday and Sunday. I mean, the Celtics in a series where they are outcoached, the Heat have the better player, and you could also say that from top to bottom, if you, this is like a March Madness feel to it with me, if you tuned into the first weekend of the March uh, March Madness and said, I've never watched college basketball for a second on the season, yet that team looks better, a lot of times you're yeah. pointing at, at like the 13 seed yeah. or the 15 seed. They were right there with the better teams in theory, and that's if you're just watching the NBA for the first time, you're saying the Heat are clearly a better basketball team than the Celtics. And yet they were catching four and a half at home and they were up two games to none. Yep. Crazy. Incredible turnaround. I, I just, I mean, they, they were last in points per game in the regular season. Their one went away from the finals. Charlie M, 201 to win the whole thing. Anyone have big tickets on the Heat? I mean, I have them to win the East, but not a juicy price. But certainly the, the freak injury changed everything in the, in the Milwaukee meltdown. But it's just this supporting cast. Vincent, 29. If you, you know Vincent didn't score in the play-in game against the Bulls? I remember that. He played 27 minutes. He took yeah. two shots. Yeah. Now he has 29. Struess, Robinson, doesn't matter. Love gets hurt. Who cares? We'll just trot another guy out there that we picked up the scrap heap and to go with Butler. And and people pointed out it's the 2001 Sixers all over again. Where Iverson, yes, they were the one seed or one or two seed, whatever, but Iverson carried them to the finals. And that wasn't a good – it was an awful team, actually, when you look at the roster. But – I mean, this is this is Butler and Spolster, and I'll just we'll we'll make it work. We'll put the pieces together, and an eight seed not only wins a game like that, but they're going to the finals. Paul, the the trio of Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and Gabe Vincent scored sixty nine points last night. Yeah, that'll do it. And they shot nineteen of thirty five from three. Yep. Yeah, losing games like that. Yep. I just I can't believe what we watched in that third quarter. Sure. Well, sometimes you keep it simple too. I mean, they're just the the getting uh just give it to Butler. Catch Williams on switches. We uh, have Butler go against White. He'll destroy him too. And it's just if they, if, you, if they have problems stopping a play, just keep going to mm-hmm. it. And Missoula is incapable of making adjustments. He doesn't know what to do with his rotation. Sad state of affairs. Oh, and you're yeah. right. I'm glad Van Gundy went after him, and I'm glad Barkley went after him too. Right. I mean, uh, Barkley's just like, you, you can't come out and quit like this in a must-win playoff game. Well, and you, you did it early in the second quarter. Joe Mazzula is going to be a national punching bag today and probably for the rest of the week. And I I mean, we're, we're doing uh, Do You Concur in about 90 minutes on this show, a segment that we like to do once a week. I, I'm We're going back and forth on some of this stuff yesterday afternoon. And in it, uh, I was going to ask you, the Celtics need to start looking for a new head coach. That was that was three hours before the game started last night. It's not even worth talking about right now, because it seems like it's uh, Captain Obvious checking in here. Well, how, how what kind of how drastic should the changes be? Assuming they get swept, how drastic should they be? I mean, you should have won the whole thing last year. Then you fire your coach, you get Brogdon and Gallinari, you improve, and then the, you watch that last night though. And Friday, here's my takeaway: How bad are the Sixers? Philly couldn't beat this team? Game six at home, they couldn't close them out? They get run out of game seven? 
That's another indictment of Philadelphia and Doc Rivers. But that, I mean, if you're Brad Stevens, what do you, you fire the coach? I'm not giving Jalen Brown $50 million. I mean, mm-hmm. Are you going to trade people? I well, mean, this is just, this is a fiasco. Okay, so this is, and again, this is Missoula after the game. And when you're going down this path, talking about the locker room dysfunction, how I don't have a handle on my players, that's difficult to come back from. Great question here by the reporter and Missoula at the back end with the answer. Joe, I don't want to say you lost this team, but is there a disconnect between you and the players at this point? Is there something not quite working that might have worked in February or January that you're tr- you're not telling them to lose by 28 points, but they're, and they're, you're telling them to try. So is there a disconnect? Yeah, that's where I have to be better to figure out what this team needs to make sure that they're connected, they're physical, and they're together by the time we step on the floor. You can cause that disconnect. Um, not sure. Oh, boy. That is rough, man. I, I don't well, I don't know what the answer is going to be. Does Brad Stevens come out of retirement? And does he go back on the in the huddle there for the team and coach them? Do they look somewhere else? I mean, he's basically admitting that I I lost the team. I don't know what the problem is. I don't, I don't know how to fix it. Yep. This is from Robert, FTM at vcin.com. Can we please stop with this team? Um, exposed again uh, this season. They got to the finals last year after beating teams with key injuries, both Miami and Milwaukee. True. True. They only went six with Golden State because Golden State blew a big lead in game one. Come on, enough is enough. The team is overrated and it shows. So many issues, and uh, many are the same issues they had last year in the playoffs. Can't take care of the ball. That's a, It's just yes, it's it over is. and over and over again. They live and die by the three. Too much one-on-one. That's from Robert. Uh, he's not wrong. They are annoying. Bob Ryan nailed it. They are frustrating. Uh, I've had enough of them. They should have won the... I disagree. They should have won the whole thing last year. Turnovers, though. Sloppy turnovers, and, and, and Tatum killed them uh, in the finals. But, the, you know, why did you promote from within, too? This is not the Charlotte Hornets. It's the Boston Celtics. People die for this job. And you went with the fourth guy in the pecking order on the staff. Mm-hmm. He's not even on the bench. He's behind the bench. When you look at it, you want you want anything to do with the Celtics plus two in Game Four? No way, no way. I mean, Miami, there's blood in the water here. Oh I mean, boy, is, they haven't lost at home. That's another thing in the playoffs. Miami's been unbelievable at home. Do they show pride? No. Why would they? Well, I don't know why. Why, they why starting out? Yeah, exactly right. And they that's had... a, to add to Robert's email. No one blows home playoff games like the Boston Celtics. Yeah, right. No one. They're completely overrated. Absolutely. Okay, we will remind people that in the conference finals, there was a 16-1 trend that we brought up before they started. It was all available at vcin.com. It's looking great for both of these. And also, if you bet this angle during every single playoff game, you're up nearly 25 units. Details next here on vcin. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with a VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up now for only $9.99. Get access to everything we do. Daily pro picks on the summer action. Futures, daily baseball bets, soccer. Premium analysis from our top team of handicappers. 24-7 video access. Bear videos, dog videos. Start betting smarter. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. Good day yesterday. Oh, yesterday was awesome, Paul. I loved loved the block story. CBS, a little late to the party. More on that coming up, but uh, it was a hell of a weekend. And I thought Saturday was fantastic, too. Uh, what, what, what you thought this this PGA championship had all the makings. Almost. Almost. A very good leaderboard. Yes, it was. It was a very good leaderboard going into Sunday. Played out that way. Uh, Kepka does it, and he is fully back, my friends. Yes. And uh, I feel good for our buddy, Indy Jeff Seeley, who comes on to talk golf and give out best bets in that sport on Wednesdays. And he's been the biggest... Kepka guy that I have ever met in my entire life. A little too much. Yeah. He gives them out every tournament. It can be. But, uh, but, but, well, every major. Yeah. And that's the key point here is that you could tell during the Masters, and for those of you who were betting Kepka to win other majors during that first weekend of the Masters, good for you because, Paulie, gigantic numbers were available on him last month at Augusta for this tournament when he was almost 50-1 to to win this thing. It came down, obviously, in the weeks leading up to it. But Jeff, Jeff came out on Wednesday, and he made his case for Kepka, and he did it. And look, on Saturday, I grabbed him at 22-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. Just the way he was playing, 22-1 to 1 was not going to be there. And this is, a, this is the guy that can win two majors in a year. Well, he blew the Masters. Of course he did. He's in the mix. Yes, he is. Unless he's injured, he's in the mix almost every single major. Does he have seven top fives? Oh, as I mean, well. He, I mean, all the he, close calls, no doubt about it. So the other story is, and we got into it briefly when he was on Wednesday. Uh, congratulations, Jeff Seeley. But he has that ten thousand dollar ticket that he bet before COVID. Yeah. When he when Kepka was on this sick heater, and he, if he wasn't winning a major, he was finishing top five. He bet how many majors would Kepka win? He has until the age of fifty, <laughs> and it was seven and a half plus money. And at the time, I'm thinking, of course he's going to do it. Which I no, but then the injuries happen. You saw the COVID stuff, and then you know, live. But well, he's, he's got had, he's got he's got seven. He's 33. He has to win three majors in 17 years to well, cash that ticket. But here's the thing, right? I mean, how, how many times has he been that close? This That's guy, right. if he gets a couple of other breaks, the guy could be sitting on seven or eight right now, no problem. Right. And they got the idea because we asked them about will Tiger ever win another major. And then the Masters happened. I owe the guy Guinness for life and whatever. But that, they put this thing up with Tiger Woods, and that yep. got the ball rolling. And then the Kepka freight train was going on. But, and then it was, well, let's put the same prop up for Kepka. And they did. And Jeff is a big Kepka guy and thought, of course, he's going to look how good he is. He's dominating with these majors. And, you know, he lost his confidence. You saw the special on Netflix, the injuries and what happened. But, oh, he, he is back, no doubt about it. And I like, you know, what he told Amanda after Saturday. I made some mistakes, and what I did after I had the lead going into the Masters, I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. And you know, these guys who play so slow bother him. And uh, he came out on fire, knocking down putts, and certainly what Hovland did on 16 helped him get there. But I do phenomenal think, performance. I do think Hovland's eventually going okay. to win. But yeah, I also but that, said the same thing about Shoffley for many, many years. Right, the implosion's and coming with that, Hovland. That's the thing is that you don't know when it's coming. Yeah, and the poor guy because he's like the most likable human being like ever, when he comes across on TV. So he's, I mean, if that doesn't happen, he's right there. The double bogey, he's there at nine under if that doesn't happen. If he can avoid that lip in that bunker somehow, he's right there. And by the way, he was really good in the Masters. That's now three consecutive top tens in the, in majors for Hovland. Uh, but it's not easy to win these things. I mean, you could say that again. We're, we'll do this a little bit later on. Guys who we just have, we've drawn a line through. We're not, we don't want anything more to do with these guys in majors. Because people yeah. make a case for him like every single time around. But also, like beating beating somebody like Scotty Scheffler, I think that he would tell you that he probably didn't even play that well this week and he's right there to win the whole thing. That guy's a machine. That's ridiculous. How did he finish second? I have no idea. I'm way back. How did Corey Connors not make the top 10? 
Oh my uh, God, what a vicious beat! Thank God I had him top twenty. Oh my! That, but but God. that that might have been the beat of the weekend if you had come. Yes. Oh, he's right in the mix. He's five six under. Yeah. He can't even finish top ten. Do you agree with but, this with uh, Michael Block? Yes. PGA <laughs> Golf Pro. He's he's getting paid yeah. 150 bucks a lesson at Mission Viejo yeah, in is California. Is that the going rate? Right? This is awesome. This is a whole other discussion. What do you pay for a golf lesson? Well, how what, much? What's he getting now? No kidding. So love the story. He was 175 to one to finish in the top 20. Now, who I, would have? I, I can't even believe. Who would have Prop Swap tweeted out a picture I know, of it. I saw, Somebody I saw. had it. Yeah, I saw it. Don't yell at me. I mean, it was like it's like the other thing with Eric Cole. Who would have Eric Cole 500 to one to be first well, round? People lead? did. I, mean, I know that's right. But as I said, Friday, Thursday, and Friday, ESPN, A plus. What they did with Kim. Mike walking with block. Oh yeah, mic'd up, talking, unbelievable. Right, how Van Pelt handled it. CBS, D minus, ridiculous. So Peter Costas, I retweeted this. You can't ride the Michael Block horse for fifty-four holes and build the story up on the first tee today, and then ignore him. I know he's not in the mix to win, but do him, the fans, and the PGA Club pros a solid, and show him more than just finishing up on eighteen. Yeah. And they weren't going to do it. And then the hole-in-one happened. Mm-hmm. Then they, right? But, that but was, they, they were do, late to the party. They, of course they were. I tweeted. Yeah. I go, it's right. ridiculous. Huh? Number one, they do this every Sunday. They only show the top five guys on the oh leaderboard. As I tweeted, can we see the actual leaderboard? You know, outside of the top ten. You have bets. you got top tens. you got top twenties. You look at matchups. And you would like to know, well, where's Rory? Where's Block? Right? How far back is Block? They showed that they showed him on number one. They showed the second shot on thirteen. They showed the missed birdie putt on fourteen. Mm-hmm. And then they finally, Peter Costas and other people started tweeting about where is blocked. This is awful coverage. Sure. What are you doing? Paul. Then the hole in one happened, and then there's nothing. Of course, they have to show. Right. They're coming back from a commercial break. Well, this just happened, and the guy had no idea. And Rory had a that was great afterwards. Rory gives him How a hug, that? and Michael blocks like, why is Rory hugging me? I didn't see it go in. Did you read his lips? Like this, 20, is, this is bleeping awesome, yeah. Rory said. How he saved oh, yeah. par on 18. Yeah, and then like 20 seconds later, he's like, wait a second, did that ball go in? And it did. And I, so I'm timing how long it takes to play a hole out yesterday. It took, now, Hovland had some trouble there on 16, so it took a couple of extra minutes. But that hole took about, for, for Hovland and Kepka, it took them about 17 or 18 minutes to play. So let's say on average it takes 15 minutes for golfers to play a hole. That's that's roughly in the neighborhood of where it should be. You're telling me that we're only going to get a couple of golfers in the coverage for the final couple of hours throughout the entire day? Yeah. There, there's nobody else? Like, I mean, I get it. They're not going to win the event, but you can't go back and forth rapid fire. Hey, let's go to 16. Let's see what Dottie has over here. What's what's lining up on 13 no. with uh, whoever? Not terrible. This is, uh, this is from, um, well, Grassy Knoll on Twitter. So take that for what it's worth. But he he tweeted me, this person tweeted me last night about Michael Block. Too much coverage on him at critical times of the tournament. I get the hole-in-one and the up-and-down, but kept showing it over and over in slow-mo and different angles. I mean, is that so important as BK and Hovland battling tournament was a major turning point when when Hovland was up plunged? It was silly. It's the only person... I, no, my there phone, was not enough. My no phone was blowing up with people saying, where's Michael Block? I know, it was terrible. This is absurd. Yes, yeah, what was on the line. Yeah. Top 15, and then if he finished top 10, now they're just the exemptions. It's coming out of the woodwork now. Canadian Open, Charles Schwab, whatever. It's his world now. Right. What he's doing. Yeah, this is... Um, and but I could not wait to watch the post-round interview with yep. Amanda. She's yep. terrific. Got him to cry. Sat down with Michael Block, and here you go, the back and forth on him finishing in the top 20. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I'm living a dream. I'm making sure that I enjoy this moment. I've learned that after the my 46 years of life, that uh, it's not going to get better than this. There's no way, no chance in hell. So uh, I'm going to enjoy this and thank you. We have loved watching you soak in every moment. And the cherry on top was what Jim Nance called an all-time up and down. This par save right here. What did you see? I hadn't made very many putts today. I, I rolled it the same the last three days, and today, just for some reason, the ball was going to the lip. And uh, that one snuck over the lip, and it made my day. And Rory was awesome, man. Everyone was awesome. And uh, I can't thank everybody enough for being so cool to me. 
and cheers to the 29,000 uh, PGA Tour professionals, PGA professionals in the world. I uh, this for you guys. I mean, that just that's phenomenal. Yeah, wow, it's great. And uh, kudos to Rory, by the way. Yes, the whole time he kept looking back at Block. Rory's smile was genuine. It was ear to ear. And as as much fun as Michael Block had that day, as he just said, it's never gonna. It's a highlight of his life. It's never gonna get any better. I truly feel like Rory lived in the moment as well, and he had a great round yesterday. I thought that he yeah he was a good point to him. Yeah, what it felt like for him too. He makes two hundred eighty thousand. It's the first ace for a club pro at the PGA since '96. First top fifteen finish since '86. Yeah, that bar tab, by the way, after the ace. Oh. You got to buy the drinks. Have to. Yeah, Kepka. I hear you're buying drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, Kepka. $100 million. Yeah. Uh, up next, win some, lose some. Again, more huge numbers that cash this weekend, not only in the world of golf, but also in soccer. Paulie has the details next here on Visa. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. We do have Game 4 coming up tonight with the Lakers trying to uh, hold off on getting eliminated by the Nuggets. We'll get into that and the Celtics, and what happened last night, and how to handicap Game 4 as Julian Edlow joins the program now, content specialist at DraftKings Sportsbook, sports better himself. Julian, good morning. Uh, boy, oh boy, today is going to be, you live in Boston, today is going to be a lot of fun, huh? They are going to hear it. They are going to get it. Um, they're going to get it bad. If if the first, if losing the first two games at home wasn't, wasn't, bad enough and uh you know people weren't down on them enough the effort uh it's not just losing game three it's how you lost game three uh they said it on the tnt broadcast i think it was kenny smith that was more of a game four you're already down three nothing yep yeah in the second half and you just quit and give up not a game three where (laughs) you're the better team you're the favorite you win game three it's two to one now you say let's just steal one more and go home for game five it's a totally different mindset and, uh, you know, between all the inter- interviews, Missoula after the game, uh, somewhat admitting that he's lost the team. Uh, Gary Washburn, who's covered the team for the Boston Globe for years, tweeting that Jalen Brown is obviously not saying what's on his mind and that this team has some serious internal issues. It seems like there's something that we, we don't know or just the stuff we do know about the team not necessarily respecting the coach are just much worse than we initially believed. And um, last night was the first time that it really obviously truly showed on the floor. Totally agree. I'm watching that third quarter, and that's when Miller and Van Gundy are going off on the Celtics as well. And in my head, I'm thinking, we're going to get like a 30 for 30 or something. Like right in in the upcoming weeks or months, we're going to find out something was really, really bad with this team. So then how do you handicap game four? The team was... Bet up to four and a half point favorites last night, which is just, my God, how is that possible? And now they're catching two. They didn't play in the second half. They did quit. Why would they want to play tomorrow night? Yeah, the, uh, like we can talk about the numbers. The numbers haven't mattered all series, right? Like Miami just comes in, wins as a huge dog in game two. When we spoke on this show earlier in the year, we talked about how or the Celtics were as double-digit favorites. They get bet double-digit favorites in game two and lose that. The Celtics are 0-3 straight up at home in the postseason as double-digit favorites. <laughs> oh. game, five, game five, Atlanta. Game one, Philly. And game two, Miami. They lost all three games that they were favored by double digits in this postseason. <gasps> so the number doesn't matter. Didn't matter in yep. game three. And I don't think the number is going to matter again. Like, Okay, if you want to go by the power ratings all season, what do you what do you make it? Heat plus three. Well, now it's Heat minus two. If if they're going to win the game, they're going to win the game. Miami, mm-hmm. Miami's beat Boston now ten times in the Eastern Conference Finals, going back to the bubble. These three uh, series. Um, so seven of them, I believe, have been by single digits. So they win all the close games. The Celtics only have one of their six wins by double uh, by single digits, and it was Game Seven. 
in Miami last year where they were up 12 with like three minutes left and completely let go of the rope. All the other ones are by double digits. So if, if for some reason you like the Celtics in game four, that's like a bet on alternate minus seven, eight, nine, like they're going to show up and win big if the Celtics win that game. But to me, I, I just don't think the number matters. I think it's, it's, there's a big problem with the Celtics. Miami has shown that they own them. If it's a close game, Butler will take it over down the stretch. And if it's not, the Celtics are going to give up and Miami's going to run away with it. I don't think the number matters. I think you can bet Miami money line. Okay. And who knows? Maybe the Heat aren't even here if DeMar DeRozan's daughter doesn't have school and can't go to the, the, other, the play-in game, what happened? We're screaming at the foul line. Crazy. Or right, how about the other team down 3 nothing? I mean, as you said before when you came on, at least the Lakers are going to try, which I think that'll be the case as well. But uh, how about some props that interest you tonight, and can the Lakers send it back to Denver? Yeah, so the Celtics is all an, an effort issue. What I do know about the Lakers, a LeBron-led team, uh, they they came out and made a comeback in Game 3. They're, they're going to give effort in this game. So you can't just bet Denver thinking that the Lakers are going are gonna to lay down. Uh, now, Denver may win it because they're, they're playing so well. I'd be curious if, like, if Murray didn't have that crazy of a first half where that game would have gone if Murray had, like, 24 first half points instead of 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he went bonkers and, and essentially won them that game and gave Jokic the opportunity to steal it down the stretch. What's going to happen in game four? Is Denver going to get, is, is Jokic going to carry that fourth quarter momentum and get them off to, to a good start? Or are the Lakers going to come out more, more desperate and kind of contain both of those guys for a half and play good basketball? If I'm betting the Lakers, I would probably look to it first half. Um, desperation spot at home and the Lakers were actually a good first half team against the spread during the regular season. So it kind of fits that as well. Um, but yeah, this is in terms of the game, I have, I have a little less feel for it. Like Den- Denver could smell blood and, and close them out. The Lakers could show some heart. And then Denver says, Hey, we've been an unbelievable home team. We got game five in our back pocket. We'll, we'll get it then. So for the game, I don't have as much of a feel Lakers first half feels like it, mm-hmm. it you know, has a little bit of value to it, but like you said, I, I've been going props in this series. I think this is a really good prop series, and I'll probably continue to do that in uh, Game 4. Okay, let's go through some of them. Incredible menu at DraftKings, everything you want. How about Let's start with the alts and what you've been doing with Hachimura. So the numbers caught up there. We were getting some good, like, plus 190 type of hits on Hachimura, 15-plus points earlier in the series. Now his his number is there. His number's 13 and a half at minus 120. But here's the thing about betting the alt. So Hachimura to score 15 plus, which is essentially over 14 and a half, is plus 120 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Whereas over 13 and a half is minus 120. So if he lands on 14, that'll be rather unfortunate for me. But uh, in terms of 40 cents of juice for for the one point, I'm I'm fine with just taking that to the plus money for 15 plus. He obviously did it in games one and two. Uh, he had a shot in the air. He had a three late in the air with 13 points to, to get to 16 late in game three and, and didn't get it down, which was unfortunate. But we've seen throughout the playoffs, he, he can be a pretty dynamic scorer. He's been a very good scorer, very efficient scorer against Denver. So this is what he's been doing lately. And, and in terms of the, the price difference, I think just going 15 plus points at, at plus 120 is where I want to be on Hachimura. All right, Julian, uh, this player's points going back to game four of the series against the Warriors. He scored 21, then 15, then 23, 23, 22, and then 23 again. Super consistent. He's knocking down more than two and a half threes every single game. Going back in that same stretch, threes made. Three, three, four, five, five, and three. He's been awesome. What do you want to do tonight with Austin Reeves? Reeves has been awesome, and Reeves is a guy. I'll, I'll shout out uh, John Highslop from Odds Jam came on came on my podcast that you came on, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unreasonable odds at DraftKings. One of the plays that he gave out was Austin Reeves at thirty to one to to lead the series in three pointers made. Wow, um, he was right there after game two. Murray uh, putting on a little bit of a show has has taken the lead there, but Reeves is is still there, um, and he's been consistently going over his three-point prop. I probably, you just you just rallied off the, the point totals, Mitch. I probably should just start betting his points as well because 
he's scoring. He's getting to the free throw line. They mentioned that on the broadcast last game, uh, how savvy he is kind of getting in the paint, drawing contact, getting to the free throw line. But he's also been doing it from downtown. He had five in game one, five in game two, and then it took a late miracle, but he he hit a third late in game three. So he's still even money to go over two and a half threes. That'll be a play for me. And then, uh, yeah, we probably should look at that Austin Reeves 20-plus uh, market because he's been doing it pretty often, and this matchup hasn't been one that's kind of pushed him away from doing so. He's been getting good looks from three. Paul, what did you find on Reeves? He's uh, first field goal 8-1, to one, but leading score is 19-1. to one. Most points in the game, 19-1. to one. Huh. I mean, if it, if, you know, it could be a blowout either way, huh. so you never know. So 19 to one is a good number. Um, You look at it, LeBron isn't scoring that well right now. I don't know if it's the ankle from the end of uh, game two. Sorry, Mm -hmm. broken up. Um, So I, and he's making his shots. LeBron and AD look. So Anthony Davis obviously has a good matchup against Denver. And we saw that in game one, but I mean, you're right, Paul. If, if the game breaks right, and Gabe Vincent was the example you used to me before the segment, mm-hmm. if the game breaks right like it did for Gabe Vincent and Austin Reeves is staying on the floor while LeBron and AD are getting some rest, we've seen crazier things. Absolutely. Yep. Great job, my man. Let's talk again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Julian Edlow, DraftKings Sportsbook host and analyst. It's, it's, the, it's the blowout scenario where – Okay, we're on to game five, and Noel need to sit the stars because the stars are so good with Joker, Murray, AD, and LeBron. And then it's some, but the kids played well the whole series. You just ran down the numbers. But the other thing is, you can't have Russell shooting. You can't be playing Russell either. Right. So it, it, the guy needs more looks and more, and more touches. Right. He's not getting enough shots. So, and, and if, if he would, it, maybe they're up 2 1 in the series. Who knows? You like to throw the phrase gentleman sweep around quite a bit. Would tonight be a perfect example? Denver now up three nothing. Yeah. Right? They took care of business there. They're Game saying all the right, They're saying all the right things. Yeah, I love the attitude and mindset. Let's not give them any life. Let's finish them off. Come on. They also know about the rest. They see the same thing going on with Miami. Well, we'll see. I want to see how the Lakers come out in the first half. Who knows? It might not. It might be not a repeat, but it might be close to what happened with Boston, where it just said, at some point they let go of the rope and said, hey, we were a 7 seed. We had a great, we started 2-10. and 10. We made the conference finals. We're not beating these guys. Okay. Yep. Alright, two majors are in the books with two more on the schedule in golf this season. We'll discuss U.S. Open odds and some of the golfers we don't want to touch in either of the remaining majors because we've had enough. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circuit Resort and Casino here on a Monday morning. Uh, big game four tonight for the Lakers. Have to have it as they host the Denver Nuggets, and they're down 3 0 in this series. They're favorite again tonight, and VSIN contributor Will Hill joins the program. Now we'll get his best bets on today's card. Good morning, Will. How you been? What's up, boys? Who called out? Good, good to be on with you guys. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Um, do you think the Nuggets take care of business tonight? Do you think they win the game outright? Or is it going to be gentlemen's sweep? We're okay being up 3-1 going back to Denver to close out the Lakers in Game 5. You know, it's always tricky when these series are 3-0. You never know, uh, you know where the effort's going to be on either side. But I like Denver tonight. I just think LeBron and Davis, especially LeBron, they can't do it every night. They pick their spots. You know, when LeBron senses an opening, he goes for it. You think of game six against the Warriors where he just puts his head down and goes to the basket. But he can't do it every night. And look, he's smart. I think he knows this series is lost. You can make the case. I think they lost it Thursday night when they're up 11 and they couldn't get the series back to 1-1, not getting yeah. either of those games in Denver, I think, really uh, cooked them. So I, I just – look, they could say all the right things. Hey, take it one game at a time. I just don't know if LeBron and Davis – I just I, I have a feeling L.A. comes out flat tonight. Denver uh, is saying all the right things too. I mean, they, they're yes. – you know, they smell blood. They've been disrespected from their perspective all year. So – uh, look, I mean, you can talk about X's and O's matchups all you want. And I think it's ridiculous. All the the uh, the matchup, the, all the the minutes Russell's played and we'll get to the props here in a second. But to me, Denver's just better. They're not a lot better, but they are better. And, and L.A. certainly could have won a game or two in this series. But Denver's just got better shot makers. And at the end of the day, it just comes about comes down to uh, to putting the ball in the basket. And Denver's just got more guys that, that make shots. So I think Denver covers tonight. I think they win. And I wouldn't be shocked if they win with some margin here. I could see L.A. coming out really, really flat here. I could see that as well. You are correct. They are saying the right things about let's wrap this up. Don't give them any life. Also, when the supporting cast plays like that, there's not much you can do. I mean, even with Joker in foul trouble, you get that from Murray, you see what Brown did in Porter. They just have too many guys that can score. Too good. They, I mean, they, they can really shoot. They can really shoot. the uh, And Pope? getting Gordon off the yeah. court, too, I think it's just everybody's a shooter. And, yeah, Caldwell Pope's a good shooter. And L.A.'s got to be kicking themselves because Caldwell Pope was on the team. Caruso was on the team. They win a championship, and they let those guys get out the door. They're not that far away. But the thing is, with LeBron a year older, Davis into his 30s, you know, you could take some some positives from this season where, hey, we were 2-10, and 10, we had a chance here. But, man, how many more chances is LeBron going to get? This series, mm-hmm. uh, this series got away from him here. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, side note to all of this, like a, a, a very common theme towards the Nuggets over the last three years or so has been, well, wait until they're healthy. Sure. Right? Because they've had so many guys that are injured. Well, now look at this. When guys are fully healthy, I mean, they've just eviscerated the Lakers two out of the three games here. So then how do you want to attack the player props specifically with the, I mean, Russell has been unplayable, Will. Do you want to go, does he bounce back tonight finally, or are you going to keep riding this and go under? I'm just going to keep going under. It's funny. I bet him the last two games under and I won, but my handicap was totally wrong. My handicap was that he's not going to play that many minutes. Ham just kept you know, running him out there, starting the second half, playing him all these minutes. They're getting killed in the minutes he's playing. They're they're dominating the minutes he's off the court. I don't understand it, but I will go under 10 and a half at some point. Yep. You got to get this guy out of the starting lineup. Yep. Uh, his whole thing is unless he's great on offense, you can't justify his defense because he's so bad on the other end. He doesn't give you anything. So I would think if, if finally we cut back his minutes to to where he's 18, 20 minutes. I, I, I just, I, I don't know how you play over here. I think you got to bench him. That being said, I, I would have benched him a couple days ago, so who knows, but I'll go back to it here. I'll go Russell under points. I also like LeBron under. You can get 24 and a half. There's a 25 and a half out there. It's been a pretty good bet all postseason. This number's just jacked up because the public wants to bet over. They see LeBron and think he's going to score 30 every mm-hmm. night like it's the LeBron of seven years ago, which it's not. And again, I just th- this goes back to my handicap of I think the, the Lakers know it's over. I think LeBron knows it's over. Yep. I just I, I think we're going to see sort of a, a half-hearted effort here out of LeBron. And, you know, that 25 and a half, that's a lot of points. Who knows if the foot's healthy. So uh, I think under LeBron is a good bet. And uh, Julian was on earlier, and he, he, uh, he mentioned something I've been betting to. The Reeves threes over two and a half. 
It took a third one in garbage time the other night yep. to get it. But he's, he needs more attempts. I thought that was yep. a big issue the other night. He was so efficient, but he ended up 7 of 10. He was really their most consistent offensive player. I thought he didn't touch the ball nearly enough. Uh, and it goes back to Russell playing. I mean, if, when you're playing Russell and Russell's getting shots, that's taking possessions, taking touches away from Reeves. So I would think Reeves getting more attempts would be a priority tonight. He had 9 in game 1, 9 in game 2. Uh, shot 5 of 9 from 3 in both of those. So uh, I think getting a 3 is reasonable tonight. So I'll go over 2.5 Reeves 3s here. I agree with all that. Good assessment. The other thing when I'm sitting here I, I I think I find it hard to believe that the game will actually be close when you think about it because of the schedule so no matter what happens either the Lakers let go of the rope right or Denver realizes hey every other day now let's pull these guys and, and we'll, we'll get ready for game five so you think like betting altered it numbers yes. tonight one way okay yes it, it just seems idea. highly unlike what do you like anything on the baseball card and your Yankees are playing good ball they are playing good. And one other thing about the Lakers I forgot to mention, okay. I think we probably undersold this. I think the Warriors, covering the Warriors sideline to side on all those miles, chasing screens, chasing or chasing them around the court, I think that might have worn them out a little bit. So they just, they they might, like you said, let go of the rope tonight. Uh, I bet Texas tonight in baseball, I just, I, I'm with you guys. To me, they're undervalued every day. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh has really come back to the pack here. And if you could ever get DeGrom on the mound, man, this is an interesting team. It's a fun lineup. Yep. They've got pretty good pitching. I you know, gun to my head, I still think Houston probably wins that division, but uh, Texas is a fun team here. That, that dollar thirty, dollar thirty-five looks cheap, so I did bet uh, bet Texas here with Dunning. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it's way too cheap. I'm going over the overnight numbers last Whoa. night, and I'm like, wait a second here, what am I missing on this? So good call by you on that yes. one, Will. And also uh, looking ahead to the NFL uh, awards markets here, you like betting all of them. Coach of the year, what is your angle here? Who do you like? You know, as we've seen in recent years, these coaches that haven't been to the playoffs, these franchises that haven't been to the playoffs in a long time, their coaches, when they do well, uh, you know, get rewarded when they finally break through, whether it's Mike Brown in basketball, Brian Dayball with the Giants being bad the last decade or so. I think the Jets are going to be good. There's an 18 to 1 out there, Robert Sala. I could see the Jets winning 12, maybe 13 games. 13 might be a lot. But hey, if they go 12 and 5 and win the division, a Jets team that hasn't been to the playoffs in 2010, this is now the longest drought uh, in terms of the playoffs in North American sports, I believe. So if you can get a 12 win Jets team, maybe win the division, maybe, you know, be a, you know, a double digit win sort of team, which I think they're going to be. Sal is going to have a real chance to win this award at 18-1. to 1, I think that's worth a shot. You're right. They do love teams that have been bad for a long, long time. You brought up the Giants from last year with Dable. Don't forget about the Browns. Remember, I mean, yep. from the Hugh Jackson to Freddie Kitchens, it was an absolute disaster. Mm. Whoever took over that job, if they were going to win like nine games, he was going to be in the mix. That was Stefanski. Where, what is your level of concern here at the beginning of the schedule, though, with the Jets? This is uh, the first six games before the bye it goes Bills on Monday night at home at Dallas, Patriots at home, Chiefs at home at Denver, Philly. What is your realistic record for the Jets at that point? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, look, if you can be two and two, two and three and just survive it, you'll be OK. I do like the fact that they the, ex, the AFC has the extra home game. So they have nine at home, eight on the road. One of their road games, though, is against the Giants, which is really more neutral. So that's nine home games, seven, you know, seven sort of uh Road games, neutral games. So they do get a little bit of a break in the schedule. But after that, it, it does get a little bit easier. So if you can just survive the first few weeks, and that'll be a fun atmosphere that Monday night against the Bills. The team hasn't been good in forever. You know, Rodgers in the building, Monday night football. I think it's the anniversary of 9-11. So that'll be a yeah. fun one Monday night. I actually like the Jets in that week one yeah. game. So if you could survive early, I think you'd be in good shape here. Hey, Will, are you tired of Lily on the AT&T commercials? They do run these commercials into the ground. Now, some of the pictures uh, you suggested, and that was really uh, a good job by you telling the audiences to uh, to sort of look into those. They're impressive. I will grant you that. Okay. But they, they do they run these commercials into the ground. It's too much. Uh, and you mentioned the, the one they ran all uh, all all the, during the NFL playoffs. What was it, Cecily Strong? Um, yes. With with those commercials, it's too much. I mean, you're we're watching we're all watching the same games. You see the same commercials 50 times over again, where you can memorize them. It's a little too much. Well said. All right, buddy. Concur. Thanks for popping on today. We appreciate that. Yep. I appreciate you guys. Huge fan of the show. Uh, happy to be on with you guys. Yep. Follow Thanks him well. on Twitter. He's at not the Will Hill. He likes to fire. And uh, there you go. Look at today's card from him. At the Florida Atlantic, too. Final Four. There you go. Yeah. How about what's going on in Florida? Miami, Final Four. Florida Atlantic, Final Four. Championship game. Almost made the championship game, rather. Mm -hmm. Florida Panthers, two wins away from the going to the Cup. 
Miami Heat, one win away from going to the finals. Sure. <laughs> it's ridiculous. As we all eight predicted. Seed, yeah, eight seed, eight seed, nine seed. What was Miami? Five seed? Miami was a five seed. It's ridiculous. The run Played out of their minds. The Heat were 200. What were the Panthers? Any idea? They were... I have no... Do you know a book? When? A book... After they beat the Bruins in Game 7, a book left... A national book left them up at 13-1 to to win the East. Oh, God. I think other books were hanging... Much... Put it this way. Much less than that. I put... I got two pizzas. Two pizzas uh, money... I took 35 to 1. I think it was when they were, it might have been game 7 or game 6 of the Boston series. I don't know. But. Oh, to win the East? To win the Cup. Oh, to win the Cup. To win the Cup. So I don't know when, I can't remember when I bet. I have to look, but that's, yeah. Who knows what they were late. I mean, they had no business making the playoffs. Pittsburgh had to lose to Chicago. Do you think there was a chance... Were they as high as the Heat? Is that possible? Because the Heat were 200. I mean, when they were dead and buried, again, that team was down uh, yeah. by five points, five minutes God. to play in the playing You're game. You're right. They were down 3-1 to Boston. They had to be higher than that. They had to Oh, have at been. that point. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, okay. I don't know what you right. But at that point, um, how about Bobrovsky, Con Smythe? It's not Kachuk. It's going to be Bobrovsky, oh, you I can, think. You can talk me into anybody on that team. With, with the low-scoring games now and how mm-hmm. well he's playing? I think that's the guy to look at, but this is what an incredible story. Yep. I follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We will run down the betting action from the weekend in win lose up next and some of these prices that came in in soccer, golf, the player props, huge numbers. Paulie with the details next here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it! Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.